All right, so um, I'm gonna set this out like this, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I um, you know, I consider Latin America like Mexico and South America and even Central America. You know what I mean? That's all of of South America to me. Well. Mexico is really North America because it's above South America, so it's not really South America, but I'm going to just call it this for my South American experience. So in 2005, oh no, this might have been 2006, I was in China uh, because the year before I didn't want to go to China because I was like, man, China, I was like, man, what the hell? But when I went to Romania, I had already been to Romania and I was like, oh shit, I would already been to a foreign country. And you know, it was a shocker, it shocked me. I wasn't ready for Bucharest, Romania, coming from where I was, it hit me slap dead in my face. I was like, oh shit, what is this? But anyway, a year later, I went to China. And when I was in China, you know what I'm saying, something just hit me, I don't know, it was like, there was older dudes on the team who had already played professional basketball there. And they was kind of like giving me the game on, you know, how to live and how to survive overseas. And they were just like, man, you know, it's, it's a long journey. You know what I mean? You got to keep your head up and you just got to keep going. You know what I mean? And I, I listened and I kind of took that, you know what I'm saying, to the heart. So we left or well, it was finished. The, the Chinese, you know what I'm saying, camp or whatever I went to. I was there for like three weeks in 2006. And when it was over, one of my best friends was in Ecuador in South America. And he was like, yo, man, I'm down here playing in Ecuador. Come down here and check me. So I flew back to Miami. And then I end up flying from Miami to Ecuador. And um, I just never, never forget, man, when I went there, I was like, oh, shit, you know, it was hot. It was warm. It was different, man. Uh, you know, I, I was seeing different things. The food was different. You know what I'm saying? This was like a different experience. It was like, okay, I was just in China, but now this is a whole new experience with new people. And it's different. It's super different from anything I ever seen in my life. So we was in Ecuador, you know, Ecuador was, we was in Guayaquil. It's not even the capital, Quito is the capital, but Guayaquil is a big city and it was a nice city. And it was in the summertime and it was warm and it was, it was like, you know what I'm saying? Something I never seen before. So man, I, I was like, oh my God, you know, we, we was chilling, we playing, we was playing basketball there. I didn't particularly play that well when I was there. I was, I don't know, we was whatever, man. I just wasn't even, my mind wasn't right then with basketball because I was like 24 maybe or something. I was 25 maybe. I was just like, whatever, this is a new experience doing all this shit by myself. But um, we started, you know, just chilling, man, uh, going around the city, man, and had some crazy experiences that I really can't really talk about on here that I would love to. I, I may share some stuff along the way, but just say it was just super wild, man. Everything we did, it was super wild, so... You know what I mean? It just ended up being like that. Yeah, man. It was like a, it was it was just a different experience, man. Um, we went to this one little spot, man. It was called Manchala, man. It was like a real, it was like a banana banana plantation town, man. I don't know. It was like in the country, bro. It's called Manchala, man. If you ever looked this uh, place up, man, it, it it's crazy. It was like uh, the best shrimp I ever ate in the world. We had this family that was like taking care of us, man. This Ecuadorian family, bro. The father of that family, bro, used to fry these shrimp. Man, listen, them shrimp, bro, I have never in my life tasted food like that. Like, they were like these big, gigantic-ass pieces of shrimp, man. They was, like, super big, bro. And he was like, you know, we, we ate it a couple times, man, but it was crazy, man. We had fun in that time, man. We was, like, we was we was wilding out, man, I can say. Um, But, man, let me fast forward 
to like uh, 2012. I think I had just got back from um, Angola and I was out in Cali, I believe, that summer of 2012. Cause I had played in Angola the whole t a, a year 2011. Cause I was in Spain in 2010, and I left to go to Angola on the first of uh, January or second of January. I was in Angola, and I practically was there for like the whole year of that 2011. That was like my Angola year. But um, when I was in Cali, I ended up hooking up with my old coach from FIU, and he had a job in Venezuela. And I was like, I always wanted to play in Venezuela, but never had the opportunity to play there. And then I ended up hitting my coach up and he got me a, he hooked me up with an agent and got me a contract from a club. So I went and I was like, all right, man, I heard some, some shady stories about Venezuela, but I'm an open-minded person. I'm going to give this shit a shot. Like I'm going to give it a, a fair shot. Cause I'm not the type of person that just, whatever I hear somebody say, I'm going to take, you know what I'm saying? What they say and, and, and believe it. I got to find out for myself. So I went. And it was it was it was overall, I would say it was one of my deepest, most interesting, you know what I'm saying, thoughts uh, of of a place. But yeah, I was in Venezuela, man. Anyway, in 2012, and ended up going there and playing, signed a contract. It was like six thousand a month. I got there and I was like, yeah, man, I need to get this money back because I had I had made a little money in Angola and I, and I had spent a lot of money and I was like, man, I need to get a little bit of my bread back. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna go to uh, Venezuela and take this little contract and, and go and hoop and, and make the money back. It ain't gonna be that hard. Man, I get there, it's super hot. You know what I'm saying? It was different. You know, everybody was more on some grimy type shit. Like you could just tell the atmosphere. It was cool though. My teammates respected me or whatever. And I respected my teammates and I got along with everybody. And I, I always just, wherever I go, I'm always me. So I'm kicked back in my room by myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really fucking with none of them dudes. I kind of seen how they was when I got there. They wasn't really messing with me. So I wasn't messing around with them. But um, I never got my money. And that's the thing, man. I, I I was in Venezuela, bro, and that contract I never seen a, a, a penny from it. That's like that's one of my that's one of my most that's something that I have forgotten about because it didn't affect my life five years. That that old saying, if if your problems, if you look at your problems and they don't affect you five years down the line, don't worry about them. So things that don't affect me from five years, I don't worry about them because they don't really matter. In your life moving forward but i end up was there man and had some wild experiences i had a girlfriend there for and i and i kept going back to the country i end up going back to play uh after that but i end up playing with another squad and end up getting paid which it was still you know hella hard to get my money and it was hella tough to get my bread but i went anyway you know what i mean because i was like man this they gonna give me some money so um this was in the year 2000. Well, actually, I went to Colombia before that. So let me let me go back and, and, and talk about one of my best. I don't even know how the hell I forgot. But yeah, I went to Colombia not before the first time I went to Venezuela. All right, I went to Venezuela in, in August of 2012. And then I went back to playing Colombia like February of 2013 because I, I went to a team um, midway through the season. It was in Cucuta, and it was on the border of Venezuela. And so I don't remember. I was going back and forth from Venezuela, but ended up getting the job in Colombia just so happened because I was down there. But I think I was even in Miami. I think I got the contract offer when I was in Miami. And then I went kind of 
I don't even know how that all that happened. I don't even remember. I, I want to say I got the job in Venezuela and then I left Venezuela and took a bus from where I was living in Venezuela to Colombia. That's how it was. So I think I was in Venezuela. I got the contract offer in Venezuela and me and my girl, we took a bus from man this shit was like 12 hours away bro all the way to columbia i mean I'm, I'm going the back way i'm going the jungle way bro i'm going the way that man shit if if somebody see me and they don't like me they can get rid of me man they can get rid of me brother i mean i'm in the amazon i'm in the amazon bro i'm the real amazon i'm in a southern venezuela look on venezuela's map man and uh and look on columbia's map i was in cucuta it's in the western uh no it's in the far east of Colombia, super east. It's, it's right smack dead next to the border of Venezuela of, uh, I forgot the name of it, San Cristobal. So it's Cucuta and San Cristobal. And that, um, the uh, border between San Cristobal and Cucuta is the busiest border in South America. You can go look it all up if you want to. You think I'm bullshitting, man. I was over there, bro. I went through there like three or four times, bro. Matter of fact, I had left Colombia one time. I had 11 stamps on my fucking passport. And I get up to the border of Venezuela and Colombia. Man, I showed them my passport, man. They pointed me in the other direction. They said, hell no. But I had remember that when I was there, it was two places that you could get your passport stamp. And I knew that you can just walk in. Man, I stepped back when that dude told me no, bro. I said, this is a true story. That man told me no. He looked at my passport, he said no. I stepped away and I literally walked into Venezuela by myself and I went and I passed the border. Nobody touched me. Nobody did nothing. And I kept walking and I made a right turn and I kind of like knew where I was going a little bit because it was like a little city uh, behind it. It was San Cristobal, Venezuela. Now I'm back. I was in Colombia. The dude told me no at the border. I stepped back. I walked into Venezuela. I walked up the street and around a corner and went to a consulate. And in there, I got my passport stamp. The shit was crazy. I got my passport stamp there. I don't know if my, I think my girl was waiting for me at, at something. And when I seen her and got up with her, uh, shit, man, we got up to the, like a military checkpoint and they, they seen my passport, made me get out the car and they just shake me down, took all my shit out of my bag. And just so happened, I kid you not, just so happened, the dude, the, 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 the Venezuelan, uh, a military officer who was checking my bag was from the same city that I played in prior to that. So it was kind of like a connection. So he was kind of laughing and all that, but they was like, oh, and they see my passport. They was like, oh, Americano, Americano. I thought they was gonna do me in, you know, cause this was like at the height of a uh, Venezuela United States relationship. Was It was at the worst at this point. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was traveling through there with that American passport. Yeah, man, but just some good times overall, man. And, and I love that country to a stand, you know, to a certain extent, man. To a certain extent, I, I still love Venezuela. Like, you know, what I mean, when when the United States even be trying to, you know, what I'm saying, mess around with the political relationship between Venezuela, man. I understand the people. I mean, they they sitting on some resources down there. I mean, this country, man, is the tenth or man, this might be the fifth to the tenth richest country with land resources, man. I'm talking about natural resources, man. They got like ten trillion dollars under their soil. They got over three hundred and something 
uh, billion barrels or something of oil, man. We talking about billion barrels, not million, man. They got billions. They have 300 and something billion barrels of oil, bro. I'm talking about they can pump oil to for another 100, 200 years and still have enough oil to pump. I mean, this is a, they got gold and stuff that's untapped. Um, they got, man, they got a tropical landscape. I'm talking about, man, they got the rainforest in the south. They got a uh, virgin beaches in the middle of the country. I mean, they got adjacent islands. I mean, beautiful people, very good food, natural food, um, hot weather. I mean, man, the vibe is crazy. Venezuelans, they love to, you know, party and barbecue on the weekend, man. They'll go and get a gallon of rum and a 24 case of cold beers, man. They'll make some nice beef, some soups. You know what I'm saying? These people know how to party, man, and the music, and they know how to go all night, man, and it's just warm. Yeah, it's going to be getting uh, ate up by some mosquitoes, man, but the vibe, man, is unmatched, man. You know what I'm saying? It's just the people may be poor, man, but they happy. Like, I'm in Finland right now, and, of course, Finland is happy on paper. Like, Finland is a happy country for me on paper because, yeah, they got everything you need for a society to develop, and they are very developed. But I'm talking about pure happiness. Man, these people in Venezuela, man, they pretty much they having nothing. And, bro, they be happy. You know what I'm saying? In Venezuela, man, I took plenty of showers, man, with a bucket with a buck, in a bucket of water. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes the water ain't working. You got to literally go to the store damn near every day in certain places that you uh, live. And you got to go down the street and grab your water at the store. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you got to use that water to fucking bathe with. It, just, it depends. Now, where I'm saying that I live, was it the slums? No, it's just regular, you know country type living place you know we had people was living around us i mean sometime the water was on and everything was fine that's what i'm saying so it was it's like in a it's like in a second tier slot it ain't like you know like if you in africa especially when i was going when i first started going to africa back in the day man if them fucking lights didn't go out one time a day for 20 minutes or, or 45 minutes or something man you ain't in africa man if, if you ain't if you in africa man anywhere like in in these black African countries and I, you know, hey man, I ain't. That's my home for me too. You know what I'm saying? Them lights gonna go out, bro. Them shit's gonna go phew and go go out. And especially when I was in Angola, man, the lights will go out, bro. And that generator will cut on right behind it. You be in a hotel, man. One time I was in Angola, bro, inside the elevator, and the fucking lights went out, bro. In the elevator, going up the elevator, man. When the lights went out, man, the elevator dropped. It didn't drop all the way down, but it dropped, and I was scared as hell. I ain't gonna lie, I was grown ass man, bro. I went in that elevator, man. That shit said, Phew! I mean, everything was black, everything was dark. I'm not talking about this is real life, real life, bro. I was like, man, oh my, you know what I'm saying? But I was just living, man, going about my business. I really wasn't really tripping about nothing, so that's how I ain't really care about all that shit. That's how it's easy for me easily to be able to adapt to so many places because I've been through the mud, man, out here in this world, yeah, man. But, um, you know, so the second time I went back, it was cool too. You know what I'm saying? I still kind of had the, you know, my same, my same girl. She was riding with me. You know what I'm saying? For about, for about a year or two, man. I, I mean, I, you know, that that time, man, I was just locked in. I was like on my Latin American kick. I had been to Africa. I had already been to Europe before and played. I've been to Asia. I had been to the Middle East. You know what I'm saying? I had been, you know, I, I was, I had been in South America before being in Ecuador. So I kind of had been damn near everywhere. I always say like, I guess Brazil and Russia, uh, Philippines or Thailand, Australia. Those are the only other places I really want to go. Like maybe some middle, middle, uh, 
a Western Asian country like a India or I go to like a Nepal before I go to India for real, real talk. And ain't, ain't nothing against India, but I just feel like Nepal or Turkey or something. Turkey is like Europe, Western Asia. It's like Western, Western Asia for real, for real. But yeah, man, um, to get back into this Venezuelan thing, man, I went back and I, I played well and I don't even know what in particular that happened. I think I just, uh, I kind of just grew tired, man. Me and my girl, we was getting into it and we was going through it and the teams was hella shysty and the, the politics was okay. Like a lot of people be trying to say like Venezuela, Venezuela ain't poor, man. They be overpaying players. All the rich Venezuelans live in Miami, man. I know, I know the game. Of course, they the they the Venezuelans just want to they want to take over the country. Of course, like, and I understand because they feel like they got the best shot at growing the country, and they they might necessarily do, but it ain't a bad place. You know what I'm saying? It is violent, but it, you know, it's, the, the place is so rich, and it's so it's like a paradise. The country is is, is, is a paradise, man. Like. Colombia is a paradise. You know what I'm saying? I was in Colombia. I went I went to Colombia twice and Venezuela twice. That's the crazy part about all of this shit. Like I went there twice. I I, I lived in, in Cucuta the first time I went to Colombia. But I went back again and um I had got signed early in the summer and I ended up going to Bogota. And I so I was playing for Bogota and we was staying in this hotel, man. We had, you know, uh uh and I, I'll speak on it like this, man. Like, we, we had a pretty good team, man. We was rolling. I had one of my homeboys. He was from Detroit. I forgot his name. Then we had another cat named Lawrence from New, uh, New Orleans or whatever. Me and that cat ended up getting into it because uh, I felt like he was getting his ass busted in the game. He was letting, like, a little 19-year-old Colombian dude bust his ass, and he was he was begging for help in the game. Like, he wanted me to step up and help, like, when he coming up for a layup or something like that or when he getting his ass blowed by... And he started cussing me out at halftime. He was like cursing in my ear. And I, I kind of didn't say nothing. And he kept cursing. He was like, man, fucking help, fucking help. And I just got up and, you know what I'm saying, we got into it for a sec. And, um, you know, he kind of pushed me. And right when he pushed me, I was kind of going at him. And the coach was coming into the locker room. And he seen us in there infighting. So somebody had to go. And I was already like, okay, I got the girlfriend in Venezuela. It was a stupid move. But I told the dude, I said, man, I don't give a fuck. You can send me home. And I was cool with it. It wasn't nothing like that. But I still love Colombia, you know what I'm saying? I had a lot of good experience, man. I've been to Medellin. I've been to Cucuta. I've been to Cartagena and some other nice little places. Bucaramanga. Hopefully I can say it like that. Uh, it's a couple of other little places I've been, man. It's, it's a, that's a very diverse country, man. It's like, that's the most diverse country I've ever been to in my life. And I, I, you know what I'm saying? Very diverse, man.